0: Locked On Texans,
1: your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And we are back once again with another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the Houston Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime.
2: John, some sports guy Hickman, your Locked On Texans analyst. You notice Cody didn't say your favorite today. You know, this is you,
0: nobody's favorite.
2: You notice he didn't open up with that. Uh, but today's Friday, we have Brandon K. Scott on from 16, where we're going to discuss the Deshaun Washington trade request, uh, the hiring of David Cully, along with Lovey Smith, what that means for Houston moving forward. And then, of course, Fan Friday is going to answer a couple of your questions Uh, Happy to be back with you guys. Let me go ahead and bring in our friend, our brother from another station, Brandon K. Scott. Where can they find you on Twitter before we get things kicked off?
3: Y'all get at me at Brandon K. Scott on Twitter and at B underscore block underscore podcast. Also on Twitter, you can find all my stuff there.
0: So, Brandon, let's get things started. Deshaun Watson has officially requested a trade from the Houston Texans. What's your thoughts about that? And where in the hell can the Houston Texans go? Yeah, no, the you, you said where in the hell can the Houston
3: Texans go? The Houston Texans are headed to hell right now. Like this is this is sports hell. That is my reaction. Like you don't you don't draft a Deshaun Watson only to see him be traded away four years later, you know, four years into his tenure. Like you 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 we work your entire career as a front office as an owner as a fan base like whatever whoever you are that's invested in the team no matter what angle you come from it you're you're angling toward getting somebody like deshaun watson like that is that is almost the entire point you know when people talk about okay so what are you gonna what's the draft all these draft scenarios okay how many picks you want who you where you want to send them and all of that all of that conversation brings you back to a place where you are still trying to find somebody like Deshaun Watson. So that's, what's maddening about it is that we can start playing these games, you know, these, uh, you know, like, like it's EA sports and pretend like, Oh yeah, we're just going to trade them. And then we're going to plug and play and find another. No, you don't just find another Deshaun Watson. That's not guaranteed to you. If you experience the Texans, like if you, if you did this Texans fan experience, you know, between Matt Schaub and Deshaun Watson, those, you know, four years or whatever it was in between that. And even during the Matt Schaub era, quite honestly, not to be disrespectful to Matt Schaub, but if you rooted for the Texans before Deshaun Watson got here, you should be very much aware of how hard it is to find that guy. So the idea that they could get him, luck up on him for one thing and then get him and just send them away. And for what exactly? You know, because because you can't get your stuff together, because you can't get your stuff in order. Deshaun Watson's held his end of the deal, and you can't as an organization, as an owner, as a CEO, as a chairman, as an executive,
2: whatever it is. It, you know, it, it's shameful, man. It really is. You know, what's funny. You mentioned how the Texans are in hell, and it's largely due to a chaplain. <laughs> a pastor but uh, riddle, me that. riddle me that we look at this situation and you know I mentioned on yesterday's show that the roots of the disrespect from, from the organization towards Deshaun Watson kind of started in 2017 during the draft process uh, how long were we really expecting the mask of this organization to stay on with the absence of Rick Smith
3: yeah, I think, John, I think it's always been a concern that from day one, it seemed like Rick Smith was like the guy that believed in Deshaun Watson. Like it was, this was a Rick Smith thing and that everyone else was just kind of having to go along with it because Rick Smith was the one who was making the calls. I, I've, I've always been uncomfortable with with maybe this, just this concept of, do the are the Texans like like the coaching staff and everybody not named Rick Smith that makes decisions around there? Are they fully bought in to Deshaun Watson? Now, I think once he hit the field and especially that start that he had in his rookie year, I think he made some believers out of out of people, you know, before he got hurt. Uh, you know, I definitely believe that. But the square peg round hole issue has always, I think, existed with Deshaun Watson now was there ever a, a scenario or any kind of thought that he could be traded that they, that they were, And I don't even think that that's the case now that there's a lack of belief in him, that they are just ready to move on. I just don't think that they value him as much as they need to considering what he means to the franchise, to the future, basically to everything. Like they are treating this as if, okay, well, sorry, or you're mad at us, you don't want to talk to us, sorry, we're just going to go try to find another one, or we're going to just figure it out, or, to me, it is worth it, well worth it, to
2: swallow your pride, admit your mistakes, and try to fall on the sword. You know, I was talking to my friend before we I asked him my next question, but I think the conversation should be had. Uh, I was talking to my friend, actually, uh, about an hour before we've recorded this podcast, and I said, I think things would be different if uh, we didn't see Andre Johnson's tweet because the, how impactful that tweet was. We also have to look at what happened behind the scenes. What conversation did they have? A lot of the Texans greats may have said, you know what? We've been through this. It's kind of like we, with your, your parents, your grandparents. We've been through this. We've walked through this mud. And you know what? At the end of the day, you are what we've always wanted here. But you shouldn't be here anymore. And if they don't get it right, if they don't present you with the common courtesy of upholding their promises, then yes, request that trade. And I definitely don't want to see Deshaun go through it. But, you know, my last question would be the possibility of a trade in your mind, in your opinion, will it happen this year? If so, who has the best package for Deshaun and the Texans that Deshaun would waive his no trade clause to?
3: Yeah, so I think there's, a, a few moving parts there because now you have you have some conflicting interest between Deshaun and the team, but you know ultimately it's going to come down to you know if Deshaun says yes or no. Like He's got the no trade clause, so he's got the veto power to tell him, hey, I'm not going here or I'm not going there or I'll only go to this place. Uh, I do think that he gets traded before. I, here's my view on the timeline. I think that it's got to either be before this draft or After the season, you know, because it's very important for you to know the what kind of draft compensation you're getting, what place in the draft you're going to be if you're going to be making that deal. So it's either like not now or never, but now or way, way, way after then. And so I I think, honestly, to avoid an even bigger mess of, you know, the spectacle of Deshaun Watson holding out and not. Playing in the season, I like. I don't even know if that would actually happen, but I don't think anybody wants to go that route. I don't think the Texans want the distraction or the, you know, to to have that as a sideshow. You know, they're out there this pitiful ass team with 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 their quarterback holding out all year. Um, They they don't they don't want that. Obviously, Deshaun Watson doesn't want to lose all the money, the millions of dollars that he would lose, and and the service time that he would lose. If he were to hold out for a year, so it's it's basically gotta happen, you know. It's gotta happen before the draft, you know. I don't see. I mean, matter of fact, I would say that if it doesn't happen before the draft, you've got a much better chance of it not, not happening at all. There, there's a much better chance of maybe from there getting an opportunity to repair the relationship, especially with the type of dude that Deshaun Watson is. Um, now, as far as the trade package and, and where he was sent him, I don't I don't think there's a better one at least not a better realistic one than the New York Jets because they've got the, they've got the, what is it? Two first this year and next, you know, they've, they've, they've got a a boatload of picks that you can go get. And, and obviously the, the main pick there is the number two, you know, you, you have an opportunity to pick any quarterback, not named Trevor Lawrence and maybe try to build from there. I, I don't, I don't think there's a better package than that other than obviously if the Jaguars were open to getting rid of that, of, of swapping the number, basically trading Trevor Lawrence for Deshaun Watson, which doesn't make sense at all from their end. Um, and, and if you factor in the division rival thing, like it, it just, it doesn't, that doesn't seem possible at all. You know, but I, I would like, I would prefer if I'm a Texans fan or, or if I'm the Texans themselves to get as close to a sure thing as possible because you are getting rid of, and I cannot stress this enough, But you are getting rid of the sure thing for a bunch of guesses, you know, and so that that to me is the hang up like the the, what's supposed to be the surest thing is Trevor Lawrence, um, but I don't think you have a shot at him. So you got to go for the next best.
2: What we're going to talk about next is what does. David Culley bring to this team now. He's officially the head coach, signed a five-year contract, which is very important in my eyes because you match a five-year contract as head coach with a six-year contract with general manager Nick Casario. So don't go anywhere. Locked on Texans podcast, your daily Texas talking news. You're one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a ride-share driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread pudding. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let the expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that your one-of-a-kind unique taxes are done right. Into a TurboTox Live. Bill Bar is the treat that helps me get throughout the day with their six new amazing flavors lemon, almond cheesecake, cookies, and cream. And they also still provide the 12 original, which includes peanut butter, brownie, and coconut, double chocolate, salt, caramel. This is a treat I needed. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, right? And right now, what makes it even better. You get a free cooler with purchase while the supplies last. So go to billbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at billbar.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Berkowski, hosts of Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody Davis-Johnson Sports Guy Hickman is here with Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 610. Um, before we start talking about the David Cully situation, Brandon, I do want to say that I 100% agree with you. Um, I, I think it's best for the Texans to move on from Deshaun Watson right now, because if they don't, the situation is going to get extremely ugly. And I get it. The Texans have the power, whether they trade him or not, but at the end of the day, you don't want this situation to get more ugly than what it already is. And the crazy thing about this, in the city of Houston, we just had this conversation with another franchise about um, should they hold on to their franchise star and whatnot, and we saw how ugly that got. Moving on to David Culley, with the news surrounding Deshaun Watson, how do you feel about the hiring of David Culley? Because on yesterday's show, prior to everything coming out, I thought that Culley was a somewhat of a safe, solid hire. But now there's reports coming out that Culley is actually going to be the bridge between him and Josh McCown becoming the next head coach, which is something that Jack Easterby really wants. I find that funny because, John, you just talked about Culley signing a five-year contract. Pro football talk is projecting that he's going to last no more than two years in this deal.
3: Yeah, man. It's a joke. Honestly, man. It's just a joke. They have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. The only way I can explain it to you is just incompetence. You know, like that's all I can, that's all I can give you. Like David Cully, you know, and I, I'm not trying to bag on David Cully, but this is someone who has not been not just on, like, not on the radar of anyone, but I don't think that David Cully has really shown much of an ambition to be a head coach. David Cully, I feel like, has been content for a lot of years to be a position coach. I think that might factor in a little bit into why he's never been a coordinator. I will say that One of the things that I've brought up on my podcast and and have talked to coworkers about is I caution people to be too critical about him never being a coordinator when you consider that we're talking about a 65-year-old black man. And so this is a a, a black coach who's 65 years old, been around since the 90s. He is pre-Rooney rule. So what I'm saying is, it's very possible that this is the type of this is the very type of candidate and the type of person who the Rooney Rule was created for. Like not specifically for him, but he's the very type. He fits that. So I, I don't want to make too much of him being not being an offensive coordinator because if you look around, it ain't that many. It ain't that many black offensive coordinators. There's only three now after this most recent hire from with Anthony Lynn getting the job at the Lions, and before that, you only had the two that just so happened to be in the Super Bowl right now. So it, it, that, that is not really a common thing. I think it's very possible that he could have been um, um, overlooked for, for, for something like that, if that's something that he was even interested in. But as far as what the Texans are doing and like this idea that they're going to try to bridge David Cully and Josh McCown, like that, that tells me that they are guessing. They have no idea. What it tells me is that they like David Cully personally They like Josh McCown personally. They like what they represent like as people and how they fit sort of the ethos of like the culture and some of these things that make all the rest of us uncomfortable that we think they're prioritizing incorrectly. I think those are the things that stand out about these candidates for them, whether it be now or going forward in the future. And it, and it just, it just,
2: it just stinks, man. I think that's the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. But You know, overall, I think when we look at Cully, he is faced with uh, he's in a difficult situation. His back is against the wall. However, I do like the hiring of Lovey Smith. I think that is big because if we look at the personnel side of things, and that's what I want to kind of get to uh, Lovey can help out with those younger defensive interior guys. Uh, He can help out with creating a scheme that works best for the players that he have. Uh, that we will presumably have and and then you know we know that Josh McCown will be the QB coach Tim Kelly is sticking around I think Tim Kelly sticking around is huge is there a real opportunity that this could work with this coaching staff
3: nah man not not at all and it's not even because of the coaching staff necessarily like I, I don't know what the coaching staff's ceiling is the only one you know out of the coordinators and and head coach the only ones that I've like i can give you a a really informed opinion about is actually lovey smith because tim kelly only did it one year i know this is going to be his third year as the oc but it's only going to be his second year calling the plays i assume he's going to continue calling the plays you know cully's an an offensive guy i'd imagine that he'll let tim kelly call the plays but this this is a situation that is set up to fail quite honestly for me like i think that david cully has been set up to fail you know otherwise like like going back to the earlier point about this is a bridge to Josh McCown. Hell, why, why not just let Josh McCown, if that's who y'all want to be the coach anyway, just
0: let him go out there and fail. I would say I do think there is a small situation that this coaching staff can find some kind of success. Of course, it's going to depend on the talent that they get back for Deshaun Watson. My only concern about that is let's say, for example, if they trade him to Miami and you get to in, in exchange for him and to end up being the guy that he was projected to be prior to his hip injury there's a good possibility that we could be in this same situation again in the next three to four years.
3: <laughs> yeah, man, I it's, it's so hard to even look that far ahead because of just how strange things are now. You know, like-
0: As long as Jack I, Easterby is around, it well, can happen.
3: And that's my point. I think right now, if you're looking toward the future, all you can think about is, okay, what needs to happen for a regime change, like before you even think about what players are going to be here three years from now, you got to think about like the front office structure and like, when are they going to see the light? Are they going to see the light at all and realize that the way that they've been doing it, and it, it, it's funny to me that they've tried it actually a multiple different ways. You know, if you go back to the firing of Brian Gain and Cal McNair infamously calling it a flat organizational structure. Which no one knew what that meant and it was like one of the it was one of the early embarrassing moments for public embarrassing moments for Cal McNair and like it it, it hasn't really gotten much better since then and you're just thinking flat organizational structure what the hell are they talking about and and then they see the light I guess they get rid of Bill O'Brien and they're like well no we're gonna hire a general manager and hire a head coach right after that and we're gonna you know, try to do things the traditional way. Well, you just less than a year ago tried to sell us on this non-traditional flat organizational structure. You don't know what you're doing to your point. Cody it's very possible that we could be in this situation again. I don't think that Tua is the caliber player that Deshaun is. I, I, I think that there is something to just that hip being a catastrophic enough injury that it is.
0: Yeah, I think so is, too.
3: Yeah, man. It's limited his mobility and, or just sort of the things that make him special um, I still think he's an incredible passer. Um, I, you know if i don't I don't like to bag on uh, sh- short quarterbacks, but I do feel like he could benefit from being a taller guy like it, it, he would be a much more uh appealing prospect but man, if if it's Tua like that's that's probably the deal that I don't want because then to me that's another roll of the dice you know like with Tua. Is that going to be like, I, I just don't know about his future, man. I, I'm, I'm still undecided on him. So I'd much rather just get one of those draft picks, but you're right, man. They could very If they keep doing what they've been doing, nobody worth a, worth, worth
2: anything is, is going to want to play here. And that's just, that's just the real of it. I also look at the situation like this, man. At, at one point, I kind of felt sorry for Cal. He lost his father. Yeah. Uh, he, he lost some close people to him. And I'm a person who's lost a father. And at the time, you know, I gravitated quickly to my offensive line coach in high school, but I gravitated to him because I trusted him. And I think what Cal is, he's in an area and spot right now in his life where he's looking for someone to trust. And I'm a a huge believer in, 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 you know, my faith in in God, but I think for, for religion to be, you know, famously known to be a tool to control people this is what i'm seeing man and I'm, I'm not talking about football right now and i hate that but i feel that jack is using his power of religion over uh cal because janice has been clear that i don't want nothing to do with this mm-hmm. change my mind if you want i give you a dollar if you can but i don't think he would be able to change my mind that jack is being a snake using religion to win over cal and it's it's really killing this franchise.
3: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I feel like, first of all, Bob lost some of his more trusted advisors and then he died himself. And so Cal, I feel like, has also been sort of left alone in all of this. You know, not only does he not have his father, but he doesn't have some of his father's most trusted advisors. And, and again, I can't say it enough, it's shameful. It is really shameful to use your religion to prey on someone's vulnerabilities, to use your religion, to exploit people's passion and, and just desire to, 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 to be a part of this team. Like, like, like the fans is what I'm talking about. Like to, to, to use that as a weapon. I think it's just, I think it's terrible.
2: One more time. Where can everybody find you on Twitter? i um, sorry, on Twitter and, and all of your work. Yeah,
3: man. At Brandon K. Scott, that's where you find me at B underscore block underscore podcast is where you can find the podcast. And of course, the day job that pays the bills is at Sports Radio 610. You know, we're on the radio. What is it? 12 hours, you know, 12 hours a day trying to, uh, you know, trying to just be a, a voice of the people. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that's where you can find me.
2: Hey guys, and BetOnline is the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. It's BetOnline.ag. Go ahead and sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action, make you some extra money. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Your online sportsbook experts, BetOnline.ag. 2020 is mercifully over it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they're picking college basketball football nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcast cody and listeners you know what's interesting to me we haven't talked about personnel we haven't really talked about what the Texans can do to improve from last year But we have not heard from the one man that has caused this chaos. The one variable in all of this, Jack Easterby, we have yet to hear from. Throwing a rock and hiding his hand. He's in witness protection right now. But enough of that fan mail for Friday. Let's
1: get to it. Hey, John and Cody. Um, This is Matt calling from Connecticut. Um, About the Cully hire, I have a lot of concerns, mostly his lack of experience when it comes to coordinator positions. But I'm also excited by the prospect of having a coach that's not going to micromanage our coordinators like Bill O'Brien did. My main concern with Coley is that Watson does not like him, which we don't even know about yet. But if D4 is happy with the hire, then so am I. Thanks, guys.
2: That was our boy Matt calling back from Connecticut. The excitement of having a coach, everybody should have some type of, uh, not excitement, but I guess some resolve behind it, like, okay, we got a head coach now. Um, And I don't think that he'd be one of those coaches because I don't believe he has the real pedigree to micromanage any of his coordinators that will be coming along, especially considering that uh, everybody is going to be expected to do their job and more in this situation, uh, whether or not Deshaun Watson is going to be here or not. Uh, And and so you don't want to have any pissed off coordinators like Bill O'Brien may have had Anthony Weaver. We remember those reports that one day at practice, J.J. White, Anthony Weaver, and Bill O'Brien all got into it. You can't afford that this year, whether or not Watson is on your roster week one or not. Uh, We we know Watson isn't really happy with the situation at all, and uh, he wants out. He's requested his trade, but some excitement or some resolve behind Cully getting an opportunity uh, is warranted.
1: Hey, guys, Carlos from Texas. Just want to say we really love the podcast, really like what you guys are doing. Um, with that being said, this new, I guess, abrupt quick hiring of David Covey from the Ravens, do you think it was something that the Texans have gotten with Deshaun about, or do you think it was something that's basically how you guys said, it's our rules, you like it? It's either our way or the highway, or do you think it was something that they didn't see in the enemy, that the enemy was taking wants too much and Deshaun was actually a part of this, or should we be expecting something from Deshaun about him? This is the last straw.
0: Thank you. That was Carlos. And Carlos, to be honest with you, man, I honestly don't know no more at this point. You know, I did believe that maybe Deshaun Watson might have been on the Houston Texans' coaching search when he came to Cully but at the end of the day you got to look at it from the standpoint that Cully might be just a face because at the end of the day Jack Easterby I'm gonna go ahead on and say it, that Jack Easterby wants his guy to be the next to be the actual next head coach of the Houston Texans and that's Josh McCown so with that being said yes this is the Texans way of saying it's my way or the highway And if you guys had, and and I'm pretty sure you heard the rumors coming from Andre Johnson, Aaron Foster, and all the other greats, Dwayne Brown, that is part of the Texans' problem. It's their way or no way. And our last fan mail will come from Mr. Delvis. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want you guys to just listen to the frustration, the passion, and how disappointed that this fan is. And remember, guys, what did I say? The stupidity that the Houston Texans are showing is going to start hurting their business.
1: Yo, what's up, guys? I don't even know what to say, really. I'm just frustrated. This franchise has waited this many years to get a guy like this and just to have him slip through your fingers. And... <laughs> This is the guy, man. I, I feel like the, the the lack of respect that's come from this, uh, from the Texans brass is just, it's just too much. And I know why he's frustrated. That, that man should have never been disrespected like that, but they did. I don't know why, but they decided to not include him in this stuff, and now he's pissed and he wants to go. And... I mean, if he goes, man, I'm gone too. And and I hope that the fans can, can unite together against, you know, stupidity like this that's been plaguing our team for so many years. It's not even funny. Uh, today is just a sad day. I was at work all day, man, just thinking about this. And I mean, actually, I was dreading <clears throat> having to open up my apps and stuff, my sports apps, and just dreading scene, something like that, you know, last night I was kind of, okay you know, we got this new coach, okay I guess, not the guy that Deshaun wanted, but I I guess, you know but I mean this is just this is the last straw, man if he's gone, I'm gone too, and I don't know, man I I don't even know how to say it anymore I don't know what to say That hasn't been said already. Anyway, thanks for what you do, guys.
2: The business aspect of this situation will definitely take a hit. I think fans are at a point, listeners and Cody, I think they're at a point where for years it was always, if we can just get a quarterback, you get one. And now this debacle happens. And you know what, Delvis, I, I enjoyed every bit of that. I enjoyed every bit of that because to me it's it seems it shows that you are one of many. You just so happen to voice your opinion today, and I really appreciate it again. But um and if you're in Houston, you know, DM us. DM me at some sports guy. Let's catch up. Let's let's go talk and get a beer or something. You know what I mean? But the fans are seriously
1: frustrated.
2: And that's the reality of it. Some of these fans probably will never go to another Texas game until they get it right, if they get it right. Some of these fans may go ahead, and, and if they have season tickets, they may pull out.
0: No, Money ain't no Real may. Star. It ain't no may. It, it has already started. People already started calling, canceling their tickets, and we're not just talking about the average Joe like you and I. We're talking about the big timers who has who has canceled their suites for the upcoming season. That is the business aspect. That's so, the if business you aspect. Care about You're right. the team, I'm pretty sure, Cal McNair, you care about your bank account, which is not going to grow, and you still got to take into consideration. You got to get creative with making money because we're still in the midst of a pandemic. How stupid Ooh. can you be?
2: It's, it's, it's so that's every, good for him. That is good Every for part me. of this situation is bad. Every single part of this situation is bad. And you know what? It gets to a point where it's comical. All you can do is just laugh a little bit. But, you know, Delvis, you are many of us, and many of us are you. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Don't forget to give us a call at 737 471 6148 voice your opinions your thoughts and your ideas why because simply we need it. that voicemail matt's voicemail the voicemail we also received were the voicemails and emotions that we are looking for we're on this ride together baby whether or not you support them on sundays or anymore uh, if you listen to us we're on this ride just along with you we are invested so are you let's do this damn thing together
0: as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.